our learning objective is to explain the advantages and disadvantages of convertibles and compute conversion values and conversion premiums. When we talk about convertible securities, there are basically two types, convertible bonds and convertible preferred stocks. The concepts that you have to understand uh, about convertibles are the same for both securities. And so in our discussion, we're going to focus on convertible bonds because there's a lot more convertible bonds than there are convertible preferred stocks. When you are dealing with convertible securities, there are three terms that you need to be familiar with. The first is conversion ratio, which is sometimes called the exchange ratio. It's the number of shares of common stock that you receive upon conversion. So if I have a convertible bond with a conversion ratio of 50, I can, as the owner of that bond, at my option, present the bond to the issuing company and receive 50 shares of common stock. The conversion ratio is defined as equal to par divided by the conversion price. The term conversion price is usually defined in the indenture for the convertible bond, and it is the dollar's worth of par that must be submitted for each share received. And so if the conversion price is defined as $20, then that means you have to give up $20 worth of par for each share of stock you receive when you convert your bond. And if you divide the $20 conversion price into par, which is usually 1,000, then that would mean you get a conversion ratio of 50. And so, in effect, conversion ratio and conversion price you can think of as inverses of each other given that par is fixed. And so once you know one, you always know the other. Now, the next term of importance is conversion value. Conversion value is a conversion ratio times the price of the common stock. And so it's the value of common stock you would have upon converting your convertible bond. And then uh, that brings us to the final key term, which is conversion premium. And conversion premium is simply the difference between the market price of the bond today and the conversion value. You can state the conversion premium in dollars, which is what we have defined uh, with this equation, or you can put it in percentage terms. So you can have a percentage conversion premium, which is the conversion premium divided by conversion value. It is useful sometimes to look at these values in a graph and on the, horizontal, me, on the vertical axis, we have dollars. So we're measuring prices or value on the vertical axis. And on the horizontal axis, you have the 
price of the stock on the, uh, at a point in time. To, to really understand what's going on with convertible securities, we start by introducing one more term, and that would be the straight debt value. Remember, a convertible instrument, a convertible bond, actually has two sources of value. One is it's a bond, which means you receive coupon payments and at, at maturity you receive the par value back. So it always has its bond value. And so when we refer to the straight debt value, that would be the value of the convertible bond if you could cancel the conversion feature. The value of the convertible bond can never be less than the straight debt value because the, the value of the conversion feature can never be less than zero. And in fact, the value of the convertible bond will, will invariably be, be greater than the straight debt value because as long as there is some speculative value to the, the conversion feature. So in that sense, the straight debt value places a floor underneath the value of the convertible bond. It's important to understand that this floor is not independent of the price of the stock. Because if the company were to go bankrupt, that is, if the price of the stock were to go to zero, then the value of the convertible bond would certainly decline substantially and could decline potentially to zero also. So some people like to think of convertible bonds as having a permanent floor to them based on the straight debt value, but I assure you if the company is going bankrupt, that floor disappears. The other floor to the uh, value of a convertible bond is the conversion value itself and because the conversion value is the price of the stock times the uh, conversion ratio, it's a straight line whose slope equals the conversion ratio. And then the, the value of the convertible bond will always be greater than whatever is the greater of the two, the conversion value or the straight debt value. And the conversion premium then is the difference between the price of the convertible bond and the conversion value. As the bond approaches maturity, the conversion premium will approach zero. Okay, let's look at a practice problem. A convertible tr bond trades at $1,100, the conversion ratio is 50, and the stock trades at $21. What is the conversion premium in dollar terms? And your choices are $100, $50, zero, and minus 50. Well, the answer has to be 50. We start by computing the conversion value, which is conversion ratio times the price of the stock. So that would be 50 times $21, or 1,050. If the bond itself is trading at 1,100, 
then the conversion premium is the difference between the $1,100 and the $1,050. It would be $50. Remember, the conversion premium can never be negative, so the lowest value would be zero. Convertibles are always callable. And the reason for that it is that it allows a company, if it wants, to force conversion. Now, in order to force conversion, the conversion value, of course, has to be greater than the call price. And so when the company calls in a convertible bond, the investor is given the choice of accepting the conversion value or accepting the call price. And again, as long as the conversion value is greater than the call price, then everybody, of course, will convert. And so although technically it's their choice, they are, in effect, being forced to do that. After the call date, the company is released from its obligation to pay interest on the convertible bonds. So it doesn't do any good to the investor to hold on to the convertible past the call date. Now, why might a company force conversion? Well, remember, they are paying interest on the bond, and if the price of the underlying stock has risen enough such that the company can say ultimate conversion is a certainty, and if they are paying less in dividends on the stock that they have to issue, then the company can actually save money by going ahead and forcing people to convert now rather than allowing them to wait till near the expiration date to convert. Let's consider some true-false questions. All convertible bonds are rarely callable to make them more attractive to investors. And that, of course, is false. All, <coughs> all convertible bonds are callable. Convertible bonds offer the issuer the opportunity to sell stock at a higher price than the current price. That would be true because the uh, conversion value when, when convertible bonds are initially issued will be substantially less than par. And so because the investors are in effect paying par, then when they ultimately convert, they are paying a higher stock price for uh, the stock than what the current price is. So if you think a company stock is a good deal, you should just buy the stock. Buying the convertible bonds for the primary purpose of converting later uh, may provide a lower rate of return over time than if you buy the stock directly.